0: what is going on guys welcome to real men talk today we have got a very special guest with you i'm so excited to introduce uh denarius moore who's going to be with us today and uh, we're going to hear a little bit about his story and his podcast we're all excited let's get started on real men talk
1: Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What up? What
0: up? What up? What's going on, Kyler? Hey, guys, what's up? And I would like to introduce Daenerys Moore. What's going on, Daenerys? What's happening, guys? All right. So, um, so Daenerys um, Moore is a he's a good friend of ours. Uh, he goes to church with us. He, uh, I've seen him grow up. I don't know since you were probably about 15, 16 years old. Yes. And, uh, and so it's exciting to see, uh, what God has done in his life and how he has, um, don't mind me. Sorry. I guess, I, I, uh, you know, my ADHD doesn't, doesn't work that way. Uh Anyway, so so we've uh, we've known him for for several years now since he was you know fifteen sixteen years old, and so uh, I, he is a very bright young man, and I'm so excited to to for you guys to kind of hear his story um, and all that stuff. So, Daenerys, why don't you why don't you just start off by introducing yourself? Hey, guys. Um,
2: like I said, I'm Daenerys Moore, and there's nothing much to me. I am as simple as it gets. I am a 24 year old guy i simply i enjoy i enjoy christ and i enjoy the church but also i am a fanatic of business and psychology probably more psychology i i've been deep in psychology and so there's a whole journey that i've been is i've been proud and grateful that i've been able to grow upon in. but for me i'm just i'm simple as it gets i enjoy basketball i used to enjoy running but that ended after high school and you know, it's I'm simple. I work for McDonald's. That's my that's my career path, and it's exciting. A lot of good things come from that.
0: And so that's that's just me. That's why I am. Yeah. And so uh, on your career path, um, you say you work for McDonald's, but you you're like some kind of big manager there here in the Bluff, ain't you? Yes, I'm general manager at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. And you're 24 years old, mind you. Now I've worked in, in restaurants for a long time, right? Um, I don't know that I ever met a person that was twenty four years old in a general manager, you know, and he says he's simple. Um, that's that's not true. <laughs> that is that that's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. You know, and uh it, it's kind of it just goes to show, you know, your character, your drive, you know, that uh that we've all seen in you for a long time and now you know, it's kind of playing out in your career and, and stuff like that. And you're married. You want yeah. to tell us about your wife? I am. My wife's. her name is Michaela Sullivan, and she is fantastic.
2: She's honestly, she's a blessing to be with. She is definitely, when they say, you know, she's their other half. She's definitely my other half that I need her in my life because I am crazy. And when I'm off on the rampant, she can calm me down and relax me. Not even when I'm over energetic about something, but simply she is there not just for comfort, but... Emotional guidance is beneficial, even when she doesn't know
0: she's doing it. So it's yeah. great. It's, it's good, and her family's been amazing. Yeah, she does have an amazing family. Yeah, I love, I love the Sullivan's, and uh you know, Michaela. You know, funny story, and I'm going to tell my age here. Make it when we first moved over to the new church. Um, my wife and I, we did junior children's church, right? So you're talking like, uh like six to, or like four to four to six year olds. Michaela Sullivan was in there, and. Uh, and so I've I've seen her grow up from itty bitty, you know, basically her entire life. You know, I've seen her grow up and stuff. And so it's really awesome to see you guys, you know, where you're at and God using you guys. You guys do life groups. You guys are involved in the youth group. Tell us a little bit about your ministries there inside the church.
2: Yeah. So me, I am, I do youth group. I do, I'm a part of the greeting team for the church. I do life groups. Um, there's a little bit more I do on others. I used to do like some outreach ministries with the church a little bit, but I'm heavily involved in youth group. I am an advocate for youth group. I love the youth. Um, I think it's a, I'm passionate about the youth and I think that's where it starts is, you know, it's, it's huge that we see a lot of children that, you know, when they're in a youth age that if they don't get community and family, then it's going to be a lot harder later. And so I'm a huge advocate for, you know, getting people in place and fit in the church and get a community so that it's easier later and um but i love it it's a big part of me and
0: i don't know what i do without it yeah and so let's let's just this is a good transition right into your testimony because um you're a product of the youth group yes they're they're the church you know i remember you coming in you know like i said 15 16 years old and and um you know you know you know, Charlie taking you under his wing, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And so tell us, tell us a little bit about your testimony, you know, how you, how you got to the palace of praise, you know, what led you there, what kept you there, you know, and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, for sure. So it's a crazy, it's a crazy, you no know, road that it was because I couldn't have, I tell people, I say, you know, it was definitely God. He drew the, he drew the road. He drew the map because even if I tried to redo that myself, I couldn't do it. Right. And so, yeah, when I was, my eighth grade year, you know, way back because I'm so old, my my eighth grade year, I was, wasn't the best student. I was not well behaved. And so what happened was how it all started. I got suspended in my eighth grade year from high school, from um, not my eighth grade. And I came to Popper Bluff for those two weeks I was suspended for. And what happened was I spent time here with my dad and we just, you know, we hung out here and, and I wasn't the well-behaved. I was just away from home. But that is when I first came to Papa Bluff, actually. And then that was around spring oh. my eighth grade year. So March area. And then what happened was so that, that year later, I actually got sent here from my mom. She was like, you know, it'd be better for you to go down to Papa Bluff over there. And I said, like, OK, well, let's do it. And so I moved with my dad and You know, we I wasn't caring about church, but he was already going to the palace, Mm -hmm. and so what happened is I go I started going to the palace that summer, and it was it was difficult, it was different, and so I started going to the palace, and then I'm talking immediately, I felt this community, this welcoming spirit that it was it was awesome. You can't you can't describe it where you you're accepted in a way that by action not just by words but just by action and so you know so things happen without me forcing it and so I got into youth group I was big I was big in that and then what happened was I started getting involved and that's what the big thing for me was I was getting involved on things and coming towards my sophomore year I'm getting involved okay I'm still not well behaved in school but coming into my sophomore year I'm getting more involved. I got into drama. I tell people, like, drama was not my thing. I remember that. That was not me. I don't, you know, I'm a basketball guy. I'm a cool kid, per se, you know, so they do. But I got into drama and connection, you know, community. And so it was a huge benefit. And what started happening was I started hanging out with Charlie. He was a huge advocate for me. And I started hanging out with Zach before he was a youth pastor. And what happened was he would, I started spending so much time with them. That I didn't have to worry about leaving the other people. Mm-hmm. All I had to worry about, I'm spending time with them, and I will automatically be pulled away from them. So it was a fantastic, and so that was my journey. But in you know, with you talk about when to be getting saved, and I had terrible anger issues, terrible, mm-hmm. and I would flip out off anything. I mean, something small, I would just react and go crazy, and so I was. I was delivered and disconnected from that and by the grace of god but i tell you there's times you know my little step brother we were young playing basketball and i would just freak out mm. freak out on it for no reason and i remember vividly i that night i went to evening service on sunday and i went to the altar i was like okay i can't i can't do this anymore this isn't i don't want this anymore i don't want anger i don't want all this bitterness in my life and god delivered me from that but what when the real transformation happened was Actually, my my junior year, that was it. We were at, we were at a winter fest, and that's when it happened. And so, sorry, actually, I apologize. That was my sophomore year. It was yep. my sophomore year. Yeah. Was
0: was that the the year you were in my room? I believe so. I think it's, so. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and I'm t- it was it was transformational. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's been different. It's been totally different. And so, but all of this happening, you know, in the whole process of all of this happening, me coming here. I mean, there's so many, even up to me getting married, there was so many cause I ran track. Mm-hmm. So there was so much opportunity for me to even go leave. I was about to leave, but you know, my my senior year in high school, I got hurt twice. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't follow through. And so it was just traumatic for me cause that was all I was going for. But if I would have left and I wouldn't be where I'm at now, And I wouldn't be married to the wife I'm married to now, and so it's it's been I cannot redesign it if I wanted to. Right, it's been a lot, and I've learned a lot in the whole process. Yeah, because you were you were breaking records. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was blessed. I was pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah, in some races (laughs) for (laughs) sure. Yeah, Um, but yeah, that's that's what happened. I didn't leave. I was. actually. I was so close. I actually almost. I was talking to a coach and actually Evangel, and I got, Mm -hmm. and I was working with the coach in Evangel, and the guy, he, it was being prolonged, it was going slow, and so I was like, you know what, I need to sign up for college, so I signed up for TRC, and what happened was, the day I signed up, literally, I come home, and there's a check, it will offer in the mailbox for a scholarship, it's like, it was $26,000. Oh my goodness. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not going. And so it was, and this is crazy because this was the one thing I was working for. And I didn't, I didn't was like, I'm not going. And so it was moments like that where it's like, God has orchestrated my life in a way where in ways that I've tried to go the wrong way. But if that, if that would have came a day earlier, I would have taken it. I would, I would have been gone, mm-hmm. but I, it didn't. And so it's crazy how things work.
0: Yeah. Kyler, you got
3: anything for him? I know Darius completely different. I mean, I got the coaching aspect of Denarius. I mean, when he was, he was not a long distance runner. Just to let everybody know, he did cross country. He did his best. I will give you that. He tried everything. But I got to see Denarius after the fact, not before the fact. And so seeing and hearing this was completely different because Denarius only had the yes attitude. I mean, he he worked hard. He did. He knew he was not the best at cross country, but he was still one of the top ones that we had. So, how do you think? So, if your mom never would have sent you down here, what do you think your life would be like now?
0: Oh man, um, and where's that from for for the listeners? Where's that? Where, where are you originally from? Blyville, Blyville, Arkansas. Yes, yeah. so a little bit down south, about an hour, probably hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so how do you how do you, how do you think your life would have ended up? Honestly. It's hard
2: to quantify the exactly or even ideal like, man, what would I would have done? Because I am a proponent and a believer of environment that whatever, whatever environment you are in, that's whatever environment you're going to succumb to. So in such a terrible environment I was in, yeah. there was nothing that was investing into me in a way that was going to bring out the fruit. And so it would have been a God thing. Yep. It would have been totally God thing um, that if I would have been stayed there and been able to be on the path I am on now, I don't know that if I would have, honestly. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. I don't think I would have,
0: you know, and there's, and I, and I hope that you don't mind me bringing this up, but there's, there was a lot of things that even happened during that transition, you know, um, you know, with you and Charlie, uh, you, you know, I guess I should say with you and your dad, you know, and then you ended up with Charlie yeah you know, and stuff like that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I definitely can. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, um, yeah, I get, I get, um, transparent, honestly. So what happened was it was, this was about later my, this was later my junior year. Mm-hmm. And what happened was at home with my dad, we we're living, they were not financially stable. Mm-hmm. And so we were, I think the the electricity got turned off and it was not a stable home. So what happened was like, okay, well you guys can't really be here. And so what happened was, I guess my dad reached out to Charlie. I didn't even know about it before he did. And he reached out and you know, say, you guys are gonna stay with Charlie for a little bit. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, what a blessing from him because that's a huge sacrifice. And I never really noticed until I got my own home that's comfortable. And I'm like, man, and I think about a lot, like how could I bring someone else in like that? It's a huge sacrifice that I can never repay. But that happened and I, I, my, I went over to Charlie's and um, different, I learned a lot, um, seasons, seasons, deep seasons for me. I got to a point where I did. I was like, well, no, I am, I am grateful that I have this opportunity, that I can spend time with these people. But then there's a part of me to also as a human that's like, man, where's my family? Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a young guy in high school, so this was huge. So i be in, what happened was actually, I had a coach, Coach Lewis, and she was a huge like mother figure figure in my life in high school. She's supported me a lot, and a lot I did. And so what happened was, and I haven't told many people, I haven't talked about this much, but I actually got pretty much like declared like homeless in high school because I didn't have actual guardians, I was just, You know, I didn't know the love of my parents. They were my legal guardians. I was just out there. And it was for a 16 year old guy, you know, young, I'm like, man, that's shocking. You know, it's like, that's hard. It's hard to, it's, it's hard to even quantify in how can I even be okay? And so I wasn't, I wasn't okay. I went to a point where I'm like, God, why? Why me? Why does my family not want me? why why is my life like this and uh, I, th- I felt like an outcast and for and the crazy thing was i felt like an outcast from not just one thing but many different things i mm-hmm. feel like i didn't fit in so it was that i was i felt different and so i went to i went into deepness i didn't read my bible for six months didn't touch it i avoided it and i remember this vividly and there's a point it's like okay i'm in sitting in my room it's like you know I had a moment. It's like, no, no more of this. You know, no, God loves me. You know, this is, there's, there's some kind of, there's some kind of purpose in this and I, I don't know what it is, but it has to be. And it's those low moments. And that's what people don't know about me. It's like, I've had, i tell people it's like, I failed a ton. I failed a lot. And by God's grace, I've been able to get back up, but I have felt a lot of many different things I've done and tried, but, um, was that, that was one of those moments like, man, this is, I'm a 16 year old guy. It's like, I feel like I'm declared homeless. I don't feel like I have any family. I'm by myself. I'm alone. Mm -hmm. Where's God? I I mean, I know he's doing some good in my life, but I just want some connection. I just want some family. And so that was a, one of the lowest parts of my life, actually. Um, no one, I haven't talked, told many people about this. Not that I'm ashamed, but it's, I'm sure it's hard to talk about. Yeah, it's it's a it's deep. Yeah, for me. yeah, and it's um. I've learned a lesson. It's I look back and I'm grateful. Yeah. Now, um, I'm totally grateful for for it because I do believe that it is it is those hard moments that brings that
0: foundation. Yes, yes, absolutely. Darius, this is phenomenal. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a little break, uh, and uh, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about your story and how how this part of your life defined the the second part of your life. Alright, we'll be right back after this.
4: This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you real men talk.
5: If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6:30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.
1: Three letters starts with C, bovine. Cow. Oh yeah, that fits. You know, Bob, There's something missing in my life. I don't know what it is. I have everything I need, but yet there's something missing. Mm Mm-hmm. How about five letters starts with J? Savior of the world. Jesus. Mm. Oh, thanks. I feel so helpless. There's no one to talk to who has the answers. I just wish there was a way I could reach out to someone who could help. Mm. Six letters starts with P and ends with R. Petitioning God. Prayer. I don't know. Maybe there's some place I could go to. People I could talk to. Ends with H place of worship? That's easy. Church. Oh, right. It just isn't fair. We should have been given a manual or something that has the answers. Holy book starts with B? Bible. Come on, man. Think. Oh, yeah. It's so obvious. You sure
3: know the answers. Maybe the answers you've heard time and time again are the answers you need to use. Another message from Lifeline Productions, located on the web at lifelinepro.com.
4: This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573. 686-1323 686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler.
3: Alright guys, we're back here with Denarius and before break we were talking a little bit about his testimony and you know, his upbringing and everything else, but we want to get a little bit deeper into that. So we were talking uh, while we were on break a little bit of more. Um, I asked Denarius to come talk to the FCA kids at school and he did a phenomenal job, but there's one part that I wanted him to kind of mention and talk about that I want him to kind of get into now, but there was a part in your life where the the gang scene was kind of there. Tell me tell me a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so I directly was not involved. I was in gang, but it was huge in the community, huge where all of my siblings are, all of their friends are, the cousins. It was like, if you weren't in a gang, you're you're weird. Mm-hmm. And not just, and you know, some places have gangs, but not as violent as where I was. And so, but yeah, I mean, when you have brothers that are in gangs, I mean, you talking, there's times, I, I remember one time vividly, I'm, in, I'm a young kid, I think I'm about 11, 12, and I'm sitting in my room, playing video games, like young kids do, and I'm playing video games, and I see my brother, he comes into the room rushing, opens the closet door, goes in and grab a gun, No, you know, clicks it, walk out. And like, I mean fast, so it's like, you know, it's like, what is happening? I'm this young guy, it's like, I wanna, I wanna play video games, but what is this about? And so finds out he just got jumped by all these people because he's in a gang that lived on the opposite t- side of town where the other gang lives. And so it was all of this stuff. I mean, it was a normal in this community. I remember one day it was a Sunday and we wake up. It's like nine o'clock before church and two people died, got shot, killed. And we're like, man, that's crazy. Well, because it was so normal. Wow. People dying like that. Like, I mean, they were, and we're talking just few, like two blocks away. It's like it's normal. Wow. it's normal, and it's it was is huge, it's just standard like yeah. gang violence, violence, violence. You know, get get into the gang, and I actually didn't get in the gang, and I think that was a God thing. Yeah, because I'm sur- I mean, I'm surrounded totally by it, and but I do have. I was so close to it that I've seen, I've seen drive bys. I've seen people drive by shooting at each other. My cousin actually did a drive by on my house. I was younger. Wow. Drove by, shot at our house. And a whole family inside. my siblings go outside and shoot back right in the road. I see, I'm like, I'm watching all of this. This is a normal lifestyle. Um, things like that. There's, I mean, when you see stuff like that, is it changes things yeah. perspective wise. And it's, this has been one of the biggest advocates for me and like who I am today of why I don't care about the tough life. Now, I think there's a balance of course, but people that want, there's a lot of like this hardness and, and, and sadly right now, it's, it's preached about this right now and talked about online these gurus talking about just being tough and rigid, mm-hmm. there's a balance. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, I'm only not just the other side, but I, I've been blessed to find that balance of sort of mental toughness or anti fragility. It's more of like, it's like wellness, mental wellness. Mm-hmm. And so that is where I, all that came from because of me as a person, like, Hey, I don't want to be just hard and ego because that's all I've seen on my life mm-hmm. is people, thinking they're right guns and guns and gangs and gangs thinking they're right and so it really shaped my perspective on man i don't really care about the ego because i see what ego actually do when it gets crazy like people that go far off the barometer on ego yeah and so yeah i mean but when you're talking about community there yeah i've seen gun violence like it was i've seen police shootings like, not just police shooting at other people, police being shot at by multiple people. Mm-hmm. Like, police has, there's a barricade of cars and they're being shot at. And, I mean, vividly, I can tell you where it's at, where it happened. And so, when you see that stuff. Messes with you, doesn't it? It does. And open up your eyes about, man, first thing, how can you trust people? Yeah. Um, it's, It was hard for me to trust people. You can ask my wife. We were actually on vacation in Florida. And this was, I think, this was... Tuesday, and there's this weird guy. He's behind me. It's it's eighty seven degrees outside. He has sweatpants, a sweater, and a jacket on. I'm like, this can be good, and but I still have to, I have to wash myself because I'm just I don't trust mm-hmm. people, and mostly because I mean I have to wash my back daily. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: In that area, I drive through now and I'm like man, lock the cars. We're not stopping here because I know like people. People are crazy and yeah. violence is actually, some people will actually, sadly, they would kill you for nothing. Yeah, for nothing. And, um, but that was a whole, yeah, that was huge. I've seen so much. I mean, it was just daily. I've seen people, drugs too, you know, it's not just the violence, but drugs.
1: Right.
2: I mean, crazy, and, I mean badly. And it's not just seeing people that do drugs, but seeing the drugs, you know having family members or people that, I mean, they do, they have, they supply the drugs. And this is not small people, these are people that say, we got probably $100,000 worth of drugs stored and we run the whole town, that was my family. And, you know, it's normal, smoking weed, whole family did it, Mm -hmm. still do it. And so it's like, I'm the, like the only one out of, I was telling my wife, say, I say, literally out of my grandparents, not my parents, but my grandparents, you're talking, I'm about a hundred people hmm. on both sides. I'm like the only one who, wow. who goes to church, who does what I do. And so it's, it's an anomaly, but it's, it's, it's actually, I'm grateful.
0: Yeah. Wow. I, I had never, I had never heard any of that. I did not realize that you were, had been, you know, you had been brought up and, in that kind of situation and um so so with all that there let's let's jump forward just a little bit okay so you, you graduate high school okay you're if i'm not mistaken when you graduated high school here in the bluff you were working at mcdonald's right yes yeah that's what i thought that's kind of where it all started at and you you said you get it you got into psychology Yes. So, so tell me how all that
2: happened. Yeah, for sure. So I remember. Yeah, I was working at McDonald's. This was twenty eighteen December. Okay, twenty eighteen December. Um, Brantley, my my best friend. He Brantley he just James. he yeah Brantley James. He just decides out of nowhere just go to the military. Like he comes he comes home and say hey, um, I'm going to the army. I'm like what?
3: Listen, that boy <laughs> needed a little structure.
2: He he needed some <laughs> structure, but like he just. If I can, that's one person I know. Like, if I can make a this fast decision, I need to be like him. He just makes decisions. Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't always good, though. It <laughs> definitely wasn't good, but he makes them. But, yeah, he came home, and he's like, I'm going to the Army. So, he, yeah, he went into the Army. So, I'm at home, I mean, for months, just me. And so, and I'm not big on distractions or doing a lot of things. I like being at home, and there's a big reason for that. Um, I enjoy being at home. Yeah. I can do at home do nothing and that's mainly because I did it I've never enjoyed my home life until I got married right never and my home situation is even with I live with Charlie I was grateful but I never felt like home right I I was discontent and so now I enjoy being at home and so I was at home a lot and what happened was I actually challenged myself this is December 2018 I was like you know what I wonder if I can become successful that was my whole idea that's where that's my whole idea. That's my idea. It's like I wonder if I can become successful, and I get into a marketing program. I learn marketing, digital marketing, mm-hmm. and advertising. So I go through that, learn marketing, and this is this is what I tell people. Like I get in it, I try to work with some clients, and I fail miserably at this. Miserably. Yeah. And I tried, and so this is but this is oh this this was the spark of all of this failed at it and so what happened was I um, I got into marketing and then I got into sales now this is where I learned a lot of things was in sales mm-hmm. I got deep into sales um, learning sales I've done I've done sales for a while but what happened is in 2018 so in 2018 I got this thing called I made this like persona and I this ideal of who I want to become and I was pushing from 2018 to 2020. I was pushing to become this ideal version of myself. But what happened was I, I would fail, fail. And, and as, as I tried to chase this person or tried to go towards this person, the person I became in a process didn't want that anymore. So I, my idea was like, I want to make a million, I want to make a million dollars. Right. But in the process of be, tra- chasing a million dollars, I became a different person and that new person didn't want that anymore. Eh. It didn't value the money, didn't care. And so, and that's what happened now. I, for four years, I tra- I chased, from 2018 to 2020, I chased, I wanted to make money. But in 2020 and the person, beca- 2022, the person became like, I don't care about the money. Who cares? Family, home, that's all that matters. And so, that's what happened. I became a different person. So I started seeking different things. And so what happened was I started becoming more passionate about psychology. And this was normal. This is around 2020, mm-hmm. um, I was in sales. And I go to sales, I was doing sales online and I started getting into psychology. So I went through some psychology programs and I started actually mentoring people in 2020. I started mentoring people. You no, know, on the side, you know, not for money, just talking to people all the time, You know, helping them out, getting clarity in their life and I just became passionate about psychology. So I went into psychology um, programs, like a diploma in psychology. I went through neuro-linguistics programming, you no know, hypnotherapy. I went through all these different things and i studied these forms of psychology, but so I learned things from courses, but what really got me was I, when I was raised up, I was, I, th- I believe I was raised up with all, all of these discontributing beliefs about yeah. the world about life and i had to relearn a lot of things so what happened was i actually documented all of my learnings oh wow so in my phone i can show you there's probably over 200 notes about new philosophies i have about my life and what is actually true and so i started documenting all of this and this is where things become profound for me because i started documenting and i started journaling mm-hmm. and then that allowed me to springboard in my learning and everything And so not only was I learning from my own life by documenting my lessons, but I was learning from psychology courses and people around me and mentors and people that are smarter than me. And so that is how I I got into psychology and I dove deep. For at least about two years, I was just in psychology and sales. Wow. And what happened was I learned how to communicate, talk to people. And when I was in sales, I spoke to over, it was about 2,700 business owners. I was speaking with. They weren't my clients, but I was working with them Mm -hmm. and I was learning how to sell them. Like what makes a person being, how to sell a person, how to get the person to make a decision. And that's really where I learned some sales and got deep into that. So I'm, that's, that's, that's my little, that's how I got to business also was the sales part. It's like, I enjoy this. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy like, you know, providing this little advice and they, Get a 10x result before my small advice you know that was still fulfilling a little bit yeah so that is that is how that transition all worked but what and what kept me on this is this thing i call the morning formula it is a formula that that was created that for me to try to connect to a future version like hey this is the person that i will like to become mm-hmm. i'm going to focus on this person. And knowing that I may not become this person because I may change, it may change. That may change my heart, that may change. And so, but it's this morning morning formula, I rehearsed it for years. And so I have like personal commandments I live by, like be the lion and the lamb, humble and fierce. Yes. And be patient because all things will come to you, but in time. And so there's these 10, these ten commandments I wrote for myself. Like these are my values. And I rehearsed those for years, yeah, years every morning, and there's it gets a point where they become normal. It's just part of me, and it's it's another blessing that I was able to do that. But I think the biggest thing for me in my psychology is because I was raised with all these bad beliefs, right? And I had to learn how to think different because if I honestly, if I my I, my family was not my role model, and if I wanted to. Be a little different. I had to, I had to think different. Yeah. And so I started, that's when I started documenting my journey, my lessons, everything, and my new philosophies. And so now I have a arsenal of just philosophies and psychology ideas.
0: Man, I I tell you what, listening to you, okay, one, I super admire you (laughs) to, to have the willpower. Okay. This is something I was, I was old You know, I'm, I just turned 41, you know, I was well into my thirties before I had, I was able to get past, I realized that I needed to seek truth, not just what I wanted. Right. Like my, my goal in life, it should be to seek truth, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. Right. And uh, that's what, that's what drove me into apologetics and different things like that. And I was, I, I was old and here you are, you're 24 years old and you were able to defy a line of thinking that people never get over you know i mean look at it, look at that lifestyle look at, at at how many different cities and different places are full of people just like you grew up with that will never get out of there right yeah it's it's heart-wrenching right it it really is it's heart-wrenching because they can't change their mindset right and yet here you are, you, you did it on your own, right? Well, I, I don't want to say on your own because God helped you yeah. through that. Right. You know, but, but, uh, even, even God pulling at people, people don't get out of that lifestyle so many times. And it is so encouraging to hear somebody your age that was able to just overcome that mindset. It dude, I, I, I kudos to you. you, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and so, so this this entire time you're going through this psychology, you're going through all this stuff. You're still working at, at McDonald's, working your way up in yeah. at McDonald's, you know, now you're a general manager. And um uh, I had stopped by, just quick side note, I had stopped by there one day and you were guys you guys were, you remember me seeing me there? Yeah. And you guys <laughs> were getting to have like a big meeting or whatever. He was all dressed up, you know, he had like his shirt tucked in, a little collar shirt on. I was like, yeah. Man, look at him, check him out, you know. Dude, I'm super proud of you. But you have got a podcast, okay? Mind molding tactics, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so I would imagine that that came out of your your passion for psychology. Yes. Okay, so tell our listeners a little bit about your your podcast, where they can find it, and kind of the the the, the uh, a little you, you know bird's eye view of it. Yeah. So I created this podcast,
2: Mind Molding Tactics. This was in twenty twenty um i i actually published the episode today i'm in 165 episodes right now wow and these are my and the big idea behind this so you know it's a small dose of medicine you know you can listen to it in the morning when you shower you're oh. working out on the drive three to five minutes a small dose of some ideal that you can that it can plant a seed in your heart but what happened was i started i think it was a god thing because you can ask my wife i'd be in bed and i, and I got all these ideas coming to me about psychology i mean this is like epiphany states like man light bulbs going off going off and i was like i gotta get this out of me i can't and so i like the only way for me the outlet for me is i need to just record mm-hmm. i gotta talk about i gotta get this information out of me because i can't even sleep anymore because this is all just dwelling in me mm-hmm. and so that's when it happened like okay i'm gonna record so we start recording I don't know how to record. I'm just going to record something. <laughs> and so I started, yeah, I started recording and my the whole idea is behind it is I'm huge on thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm huge on thinking. I think if you can think different, then you get different outcomes. So there's this thing in psychology called the internalization process. And what it's universal. It's, it's about how we all think and how, we, how it's linked to our outcomes. And it says that it starts with feelings. When you feel something, you will think something automatically. Mm -hmm. There's no thought without a feeling. Mm -hmm. And so, and when when you think and feel something perpetually, it creates a belief, a belief. And so a belief breeds action and action breeds outcomes. Mm -hmm. And so what this process says that if you can align this, and this is what I learned is like, well, I'm big on thinking. If I can help people just think a little different, open their perspective, and it's not about changing people's beliefs, that's not the goal, mm-hmm. but I think about challenging beliefs, right and so that's when I created that podcast. It's like first it was outlet, I love psychology. It's like, well, now I'm passionate about this let's let's change it. So what happened was I did a season one, that's it for about a year and a half and I I came back on season two, my whole, I took about a a year off, you know, growing as a person and I came back and my whole idea is just to be an advocate for people. That's all. And I am passionate about, I believe that I am called to something that God wants me, I think, of good impact Mm -hmm. per se and I want to allow people to Follow their paths that God has called them to be by opening their thinking. Yeah, and so that's when I created this and this podcast. Is it was phenomenal for me an outlet, and so I did that and I stopped and I got back on it and it's been it's been great. I publish every Monday and every Monday and Friday, mm-hmm. sometimes Wednesday for bonus content, and simply just three to five minutes, small dose of idea, small dose of medicine for your mind. And that it get you hyped up, get you some clarity and keep trucking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I listen, I, I love it. Um, whenever I had found out that you had a podcast, you know, Kyler and I have done this. I was like, you, you know, I don't, I didn't know a whole lot of people who did podcasts. And then Malachi, my boy, he was like, you know what? The Nair's got a podcast, right? I was like, no, I didn't know. So I started checking it out, dude. I love it. And, uh, you know, because, you know, especially with me driving trucks. So I, I, I listen to podcasts all the time and uh, I love the little nugget you you know and and I I tell the men in my my men's group you know on Thursdays and and you know we talk about on here sometimes we should all and especially in in our apologetics class we should all be critical thinkers right we should all be analytical about what we think that way when we find truth right when we find truth we know that we can change like our mindsets have got to change yeah right not not Truth has has got to change to us. We have to change to truth, right? Because truth is is, is our foundation. Of course, all truth yeah. is encompassed in Jesus Christ, and so um, it, that's that's so powerful. And again, I mean, here you are, you're 24 years old. The, I mean, it it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't know how, how many times I could say that, dude. I'm I'm like super proud of you. And, uh, Kyle you got any questions before we we, we land this plane? I don't. I just have one thing to say though.
3: Uh, as you were talking earlier about your, your family and you gave me the number 100 and uh, one thing to remember about your whole story. And sometimes we forget, but you were the one of the 99 in this whole story. You yeah. were this specific one that God lets you keep your innocence. He went out to find you. He went out of his way to bring you back in. And we, as men need to remember that in our story, there's one point, no matter where at we're in our story that we are the one. And we just have to hold on to that one point and then he will take us the rest of the way. And he led you and he kept you this whole time for many seasons. I mean, your your life is full of seasons and that's the best part. I mean, my life is full of seasons too and all of our lives are, but like he He knew that he needed to take it in small dosage and he came and he found you in every single one of those 99s, you were the one and he kept you there for a reason. And so we just have to remember that perspective in our lives is that
0: we are the one. Okay. Yeah. And man, it's, it's, yeah. it's super exciting. Like I keep, I keep saying that it's super exciting to see somebody your age, you know, who you are, you, you have, you have a beautiful wife, you know, God's obviously doing amazing things in, in your, in your mind, in your heart, you know, and, um, and it's phenomenal, you know, cause you already realize what most people don't is that it's not just for you, right? God changes us. He grows us, but it's not for us. Right, it's for the world. Yes, you know to to bring to bring glory to Jesus Christ, you know in the world. And so, dude, man, I'm I'm proud of you. You know, I'm so excited that that our listeners are going to be able to hear. Uh, listen, you guys have got to go check out his podcast. It is so good, mind molding tactics. You will not be disappointed. Um, And uh, Daenerys, you got any final words? If you could, somebody your age, you know, some of these young men that are that are listening. If you just have like a a word of uh, a little nugget for them, have at it. The one nugget I would say I would have is
2: create an environment that doesn't allow you to fail. Even when you want to, even when you want to, emotions change, temptations come. You can structure in an environment in your life that does not allow you to fail. It's almost impossible for you to go the wrong way and create one way lanes. A lot of times in life we want to create many decisions we want to do one thing but we give our mind another choice create one-way lanes when michael jordan says that once i make a decision i never thought about it again and sometimes it's just make a decision and go that way and so it's really important to just create an environment of people of support and structure where you even when you are in a low state you are still carried to your goal and where god wants you to be man that's
0: phenomenal so guys, those of you who are listening, uh, you, you know, again, go check out his his podcast, Mind Molding Tactics. I listen to it on Spotify and as you can probably get it in Apple Podcasts, all the good places. Yes. Right. And uh, so and if you've got any questions, you know, email us realmen at com. You, you can always contact us on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. Uh, we are now on YouTube and um, TikTok. And so are you are you on any of those things? I do have a Twitter of okay. mine, and it is being rebranded
2: into mental medicine at the moment. Mental medicine. Yes, I write blogs actually. I, I have blogs that I, I dive deep into these ideas. I give you four to seven strategies on how to hit a goal, get clarity. And so I do that about three three days a week. There's blogs also at mediumcom slash adddenariusmore, and you find blogs for me. And I really dive into other topics about life in general, too.
0: There you go, guys. You guys heard it. Go check it out. And, uh, of course, uh, don't forget about the website, www.realmenministries.us. You know, guys, we love you. We know that the Lord is for you. He is not against you. He wants to see you succeed. And as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches and teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6.00 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5.00 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a
4: production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by The Jeweler's Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk.
5: join in the conversation join us on thursday nights at 6 30 p.m we gather with other like-minded christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families we show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of christ join us at the palace of praise located at 1400 Hershel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in Room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.